2: have you ever thought about starting your own podcast you know when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground we had a lot of questions how do you record an episode how do i get the show into all the apps people like to listen to you know best of all how do we like to make money off this podcast the answer to every one of these questions is really simple anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start. To join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Episode of the High Low Sports Podcast, a little special one this week. you um, we are gonna be we talked about it, kind of mentioned this in a couple other podcasts. We've talking about these quarterbacks. You know, is it is it great to be a top draft pick? Is it is it great to go to a good team? Is it better to go to a bad team? Like, what what do you want to do? I mean, you guys you got guys like Goff, you got guys like you know, Josh Allen kind of showing out, One's been to a Super Bowl, one's playing like a possible MVP candidate. And you know how's it really going to work out? And so today we do want to bring in, um, kind of some of these guys up and, and actually take time to talk about it, see what see what we really think, debate it. Maybe we have different opinions on it. So DJ, you know what you know? What's your thoughts on some of these quarterbacks? It's kind of widely renowned that quarterback is the most position and most important position in all of
0: sports for the most part. But at the same time, it's kind of the most dependent position in all of sports too. You can't really do anything without help. You can make up for a lot of faults because you're that important, but. If you're surrounded by trash pandas, it's hard for you to not be a trash panda yourself. Unfortunately,
2: yeah,
0: definitely. And honestly, I think the biggest situation in the league right now is, well, just New York in general. But I'll specifically look at the Jets because Sam Darnold coming out was that quote-unquote looking at you, Colin Cowherd, thick trunk, thick trunky coastal kid from California, 6'4", 240, whatever two twenty five two thirty athletic prototypical
2: arm- prototypical quarterback.
0: California, surfer dude, hair, everything you'd want, basically. In New York, calm kid, just stays out of trouble, 20 years old coming out, a child, so you have him for 20 years, something like that, the way kids are And it's not really been a train wreck, but it hasn't been good, especially this year. I mean, it's been kind of rough. He can't get anything going. There's the seeing ghost things that come around with him, unfortunately. (laughs) He's never going to be able to shake that. And then in his same class, you have Josh Allen, current MVP candidate behind a Russell Wilson, arguably in my opinion, but it's tomato, tomato. Lamar Jackson in last year's MVP. You have Baker, who was rookie of the year, if I'm not mistaken. If yep. not, he was right there with it, and I think broke Russell Wilson's rookie touchdown record. If not, he was really close to it while getting bent, not even starting for a
2: few weeks. Yeah, but behind that guy Ty- Tyrod, who by the way has a rookie replacing him. You know, this year and that rookie looks good. So.
0: Speaking yeah. of Josh Allen, Justin Herbert against the Saints, wow. <laughs> he looks like a baby Josh Allen, maybe even a little more developed with better weapons with like a Keenan Allen right off the get-go. So i exactly. everyone who doubted Justin Herbert, which I didn't really doubt him, but I wasn't quite as high on him. Uh, he looks pretty dang good right now. If nothing else, that cannon of an arm he has is something different that's just is different. Watching him throw the ball away is actually a fun to watch. It's like, oh, you threw that away from getting flipped on your head like you're Kevin Randleman and Fedor. Okay, that's fine. humans don't normally do that but the focus i kind of want to look at was sam darnold because the jets are absolutely terrible they have done absolutely not a single positive thing for him since he came since they drafted him besides maybe when they brought in Le'Veon bell but then they supplemented that by drafting absolutely no offensive linemen that are any good besides but he hasn't played a whole lot and they haven't really done anything else the whole offensive line is a patchwork your best receiver, Robbie Anderson, who was pretty good and fast, is now a top five receiving yards receiver in Carolina. So now he's throwing to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I guess. I don't even know who's out yeah, there Yeah, the ghost of players past. More or less, yeah. You trade away your best player in Jamal Adams, CJ Mosley offside. Like, they're terrible. And on top of that, they have the worst c- coach in the league left in Adam Gase, who's supposed to be an offensive genius, but ended up riding Peyton Manning's coattails to a Super Bowl appearance, if I'm not mistaken, if not. Just rode Payman's coattails with Denver, and then went to Chicago and did absolutely nothing productive, but still ended up with a head coaching job twice. Twice. You you flamed out in Miami. Got rid of Ryan Tannehill, who's now a hundred million dollar three and and0 quarterback and a play AFC AFC,
2: uh, conf- another, AFC another conference former, finalist. Yeah. Yeah, another former first round pick at quarterback who looked for all intents and purposes to be flamed out. He was he was like those guys that was
0: drafted as a project. He should have been a project, but instead they threw him in there and he yeah terrible coaching point in case the foot like i say, looking look at sam Darnold, you can't it's hard to tell if he's a bust or not I, a lot of people are saying he's a bust get rid of him he's trash but i, I look at him like put him on the colts who need a quarterback per say because that phil brewers experiment is not working really cowboys need a quarterback right now with dax injury unfortunately i mean andy dalton's there but throw sam on that team oh boy put Sam on a lot of these other Jacksonville even with all those receivers I know Gardner is having some moments but I don't think he's your long-term answer per se so when I look at I look at the it seems like these top rated quarterbacks these days they're getting the shaft when they get drafted early it's almost a problem to be the top rated quarterback it almost sucks it actually kind of sucks
2: yeah
0: oh look at Baker he got drafted number one overall had a pretty decent rookie year because he surprised people but my oh my! Last year with Freddie Kitchens, another terrible excuse of a coach who wears a, a T-shirt about Miles Garrett to a movie theater, like, a, and then blames <laughs> his daughter for it. What a weirdo! Yeah. He was—he basically got Baker killed and almost got him kicked out of Cleveland. Then in the same draft class, Josh Allen goes to Buffalo, which wasn't a good team necessarily, but they were trending upward. You could kind of see the writing on the, on the wall with the coaching, Tre'Davious Wiley. Like they, they were they building. The, they were building. You knew there was—you knew it was going up. And they had two first-round picks that year because they got Tremaine Edmonds as well. You knew it was coming. He just knew it was coming. He looks pretty damn good right now, too. Yeah. Then you look at Josh Rosen, who went to the trash heap that was the Cardinals that year before. With no offensive line.
2: With no the ghost running. of Larry Fitzgerald. The ghost of David Johnson's yeah. past. But he, he had David Johnson for three games that season, and then he was out for injury? Basically, yeah. And he's, out of, he's still in the league, but he's basically out of the league right now. He can't yeah. even do anything with him. Didn't get a fair shot in Miami when he went there. Didn't get...
0: They're I don't know where work. he
2: is right now, and that's just the point. Is where,
0: <laughs> I think his confidence was basically killed in Arizona. If there, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. Then you look in that same draft class. That MVP out there, Madden Cover Madden Cover Boy Lamar Jackson gets drafted 32 overall. Looks like a game, absolute game changer for the future to come. But when I look at it, you, go to probably the best organization in the last 20 years, not named New England. I mean, since they became a team, the Ravens have drafted guys like Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden. Joe Flacco, not so much, but he won you a Super Bowl. Look,
2: say what you will about Ray Rice off the field, but on the field, that dude could play too. And he was a he was a stud draft pick too. It's like a fourth-round pick too. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. We don't condone what he did off the field. But on the field when he was playing. And he drafted Todd Heat, Mark
0: Andrews, Torrey Smith. Like, you just go down the list. They Marquise don't have, Brown, I mean. They don't have bad drafts. Ed Reed, I mean. they. <laughs> Ronnie Tarek Stanley. Sugg, uh, Terrell Suggs. Marshall Yonda. Yeah. Like, they don't have bad draft picks. They don't. No. Because they don't overthink it. Like, they look at, like, J.K. Dobbins was good at football in college. I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Patrick Queen is a really good linebacker. Let's draft Patrick
2: Queen while everyone else is grabbing David Arnett or whoever the hell they're grabbing. Yeah, they were grabbing phenoms, Isaiah Simmons. Like, right now, Isaiah Simmons does not look good. Patrick Queen looks good. And But the difference being they what was good at football in them all four years of college, Isaiah Simmons really kind of came on. The last of, year, one of them's a Swiss Army knife, where one is a
0: linebacker like they, yeah. the he, fits Army, the
2: posi- he fits the position you
0: need. And you got to use Isaiah Simmons correctly, where Patrick Queen, you just put him out there and like, go play your game. Yeah, it that's kind of thing is, is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't go to the Ravens, let's look at those other teams. Let's say he goes
2: number one to the Browns because if they redo it, you think he goes number one, arguably. If they, redo- yeah, if you if you redo that draft now, I, I think it's safe to say. Lamar you definitely games. either either Lamar goes one or Patty goes one. Those are your two well, options. Well, Patty was a different year, but oh yeah, fair enough. Okay, so yeah, we'll Lamar, get to those. Guys so in case that the case, man. yeah, Lamar goes one. Is and, he Lamar
0: Jackson though? If he's with the Browns, do you? I mean, they have some weapons. They were a super, pretty good team, regardless, even though they only won like one game and that back-to-back number one overall picks. Yeah, but no, they had,
2: I, they had players at least. I've stood by this with Lamar since I can remember. I said it on the podcast last year. Um, the dude. If he goes to any other franchise, in my opinion, he's gone. He out of the league. He is he's a or or he is where RG three is right now, where just he's a backup guy. He's a he's a gimmick guy. He does he's not the revolutionary
0: game changer. Yeah. Like we'll just go ahead. He goes to the Jets that year. His career is over because they get oh, him killed. Yeah. Unfortunately, like he's he's hurt himself somehow. Maybe with the Browns, he could still succeed so they did bring in Nick Chubb that year too. So you have your dynamic backfield, the way they built. They brought in Odell the next year. Like It can maybe work in Cleveland, but that offensive line was pretty bad. He's just – we'll call it a spade. Well, we don't know. He, yeah. We
2: don't think he's a phenom, but we don't think he's out of the league. We think he's where – me personally, I think he's where – josh rosen maybe like but maybe starting instead of i think he's kind
0: of like michael vick with those falcon years maybe like he's dynamic he's exciting but it's not this absolute he's not redefining the position and mvp candidate a super bowl favorite he's not having an offense built to suit his needs he's not changing the game like he's he's making the game fun but you don't worry about him winning a super bowl right now they were the super bowl favorite until they ran into patty and even now they're still an afc favorite honestly absolutely you just might not get the first-round by Yeah, and you're probably not leading the league in touchdown passes your second year and having that touchdown-interception ratio has, which is outstanding. It's like 70 to 10 in his career or something. Maybe it's 40 to 10. It probably wasn't that hard. It's, it's was insane. really it's damn insane. good. Yeah, it's insane no matter it doesn't, what. It's if your guy's not open, you have the ability to run. You have an offense built to get your specialties open. You're inside the numbers. You're really good. Oh, we'll just give you a load of tight ends and running backs. And Marquise Brown, who you could do those little jet sweeps that are for some reason still passes i don't know why but they are <laughs> he could get going and he could blaze up the sideline open things up for willie sneed who's i know it's willie sneed but as a slot receiver he's really nice Devin duvernay an absolute game breaker too like they built around him so well because they are the one of the best drafting organizations since
2: they came back into the league and i'll even say most adaptable organizations like 100 when you look at this org- and you look at harbaugh as the head coach he kind of leads this whole organization the ravens and in the way that they just handle business is purely there to handle business. Like, you sit here and run. Mark Ingram leads leads a, leads a rushing attack that has set records in the NFL. Mark freaking Ingram, like the dude who was like, "Here's your gift of a Heisman Trophy because we literally have nobody else to give it to right now." Still burns up. Huh? Oh yeah, Toby Gerhardt deserved it. We agree on that one. Anyways, that's not the point. <laughs> point being guy that literally was phased was phasing out in new orleans got phased out by alvin kamara despite having a great season nonetheless signed a deal and you're just kind of like all right well he'll be average no 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 with paired with lamar and that offense he is the power back and he does what he has to do which is run straight up the middle and make one guy miss and he's at the second level and boom and now you add jk dobbins to that like this team offensively has always been that adaptable team like back to the trent Dilfer days and now with Harbaugh at the lead, it's even more so adaptable. Like he, he talked about bringing in, you know, Lamar when Joe Flacco was still there, and having them both run in the backfield together. Joe Flacco hated the idea. Don't blame it, him. I mean, I'd hate it too. But, but it that. provides it provided matchup problems for teams that you just are like, oh shit, like what do I do here? And when Lamar got his chance, they didn't really ask him to do a whole lot. that he couldn't do
0: early on. They were like, all right, we know where you're limited. It's probably. Wanted some games down the stretch, but it's not going to beat the Chargers in the playoffs. Unfortunately, even though it beat them in the regular season, they kind of knew that, but they weren't going to be like they weren't going to put you in a terrible position necessarily. They put him in a position to kind of do his thing, and I don't think you could do that if you put him on the Jets. If you put him on the Cardinals, where Josh Rosen went, I I really don't think so because this was before Cliff Kingsbury too,
2: who might have been able to do a little some fun shit with him too. Yeah, if, if Cliff Kingsbury's there, it's a different story. I didn't even think it's a different story for Josh Rosen. Um, but if Kingsbury was there, for and they got Lamar, like yeah, well, okay, maybe they can finesse. Uh, we could we could figure something out with that team. Uh, I definitely think you see them get the and Drake a little bit earlier, um, or somebody like that. And maybe Bill O'Brien gives them DeAndre Hopkins again. Still, then you have something. Yeah, I mean that that team would be uh, right now. That team would be super dirty with Lamar. They, yeah, I'd say, you'd probably consider them NFC favorites. I think they'd be where they are
0: with Kyler, but a little bit better because I think Lamar's a little bit. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's that developed as a passer because of his time with Baltimore. Who knows? And he's also been in the league longer than Kyler, so who who knows, really? Yeah, I mean. And if you – I'll just continue going down the – sorry, we can say something. No, you good. I was say we continue just the other quarterbacks drafted. The other one was Josh Allen with the Bills. Lamar and the Bills could work. I think yeah. it could work. And at the same time, though, we'll just continue to be fair and fair. Josh Rosen to the Ravens, he's still in the league and actually pretty solid. Yeah. Sam Darnold to the Ravens. Not quite as good because he doesn't have that revolutionary skill set Lamar has, but they are a clear AFC North favorite. Mm -hmm. Baker, probably the exact same thing he is now, honestly. I think it's the exact same fit that he is with the Browns. Josh Allen with the Ravens, it's the Bills, basically, like Josh Allen it's, it's this a better is, version of the build, And this isn't even a trashing Lamar thing. This is a, God, Lamar, this couldn't have worked out more perfect for you and you were taking every advantage of it. Yeah. But at the same time, God, this could not have been
2: any worse for Sam Darnold, and I'm so sorry they're putting you through this. Yeah, you, you sit here and look at this draft, and it's it really – that this draft, especially in the year before his draft, are kind of the curse of the, the, the early rounders because you're like – the one thing that, that you see between Buffalo and, and Baltimore that kind of allows that you, you know, named off – all these quarterbacks and how they would do well at both systems a head coach has been in position since they've been drafted they've it's, had a same offense since they've been drafted it's not and when i say the same offense i mean like the same concepts you're not you know, f-
0: flipping ocs every other year you're yeah. not panicking and throwing okay. and they're competent coaches they're grown men too yeah there was a grown man
2: they're they're at the very least have competed for a division championship you're not
0: you're not bringing in scrubs like Freddie kitchens or adam Gase, like you were bringing in certified coaches that know the game
2: yeah and that's just it like you look at these teams and you're like what do i need from my coach or what do i need to make this quarterback successful the fact is you need coaching
0: and you're not going to just be like well i want a quarterback that fits my system it's like we got this talent we're going to put this around
2: this talent and we're going to talent our way through this division and to a super bowl hopefully and i'll be honest i think i think lamar benefited from seeing guys like russell like russell succeeding in the league i think the same thing with russell You know, the dude is an MVP caliber talent today, but if that man went to Carolina instead of Seattle, well, um, sorry, bud. I don't think Ron Rivera gets the
0: best out of you there. Let's say Washington that year who took RG3 takes Russell Wilson. He's probably still playing still because I think he's better at sliding than RG3 ever was, and he's a little – he's stockier. He's able to take a hit
2: surprisingly well even though he's short. But he's not the current MVP front runner and a Super Bowl champion. Not at all, and and you know the reason I said it. Like you look at Russell's skill set, it's very much okay. Well, he backs out, backs away. He uses his feet to get away from the pocket to scan the entire field. And him and Tyler Lockett have this magic mind link, and he had it with Doug Baldwin. And you're just like he's played with really smart receivers with a really smart line with you know, and he's able to to kind of just. Do what he wants on these deep balls and set records on deep balls for a team. And it's just like, any other team? This is He throws a really good
0: deep ball, so what do they do? They run 30-yard option routes, basically, <laughs> yeah. where most teams run 5-yard option routes. They run Russell drops back. The rush comes upfield. He sprints forward maneuvers a little bit. DK, Tyler Lockett, Josh Gordon, David Moore, they're running 30-yard option routes where it's either in-out post-turn. Yeah. They don't have a short passing game. We saw that against the Vikings. They could... When that stuff was taken away, the Vikings simply put two safeties twenty yards off, and like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, they struggled mightily until the Dalvin Cook got hurt, and the Vikings did what the Vikings do, and
2: Russell yeah. Wilson was like, you know what, I will improvise and make this work. Exactly, and, and you know, I see, I see what Russell's doing, um, and you just you just look at that, and you're like, okay, like I think Harbaugh saw that, and was like, we could have something like that with Lamar, and maybe even McDermott with with getting Allen. He's like. We could have something special here with this guy. Let's just keep the system around him, make a system towards him. Let's figure out what he likes and what yeah. we can do around.
0: And speaking of Harbaugh, he—you don't have to look outside the family tree to see what Jim did with Kaepernick too, and led them to yeah. the Super
2: Bowl. I'd even say Alex Smith before that. Like you look at Alex Smith, he was—he dealt with what four OCs in five years. He got the shaft early in his career. And you get a court of real head
0: coach, NFC NAC championship game. They lost because a guy drops a punt. Yeah. And the um, next year
2: they go to the Super Bowl with Alex Smith. I still believe it. Absolutely. I think I, – I I mean, I won't say I think they win the Super Bowl with Alex Smith, but I think it's uh, – yeah. I don't think they die off as fast after the after the, the lights go out. That, yeah, I guess Yeah, you know, I, uh, there's something – like Alex Smith was number one overall pick, probably the smartest quarterback to come out in recent memory other than – I'm sure a guy we'll talk about here a little bit later, Andrew Luck. But, uh, I mean – you know, it's, you just look at it and you're like, he got a shaft and you see exactly what he did with Harbaugh. Then even more so with Andy Reid, they took advantage of his skill set and took it to the extra level. I mean, he was never a guy that's going to throw open anybody, but he's a guy that will throw to an open guy. He will find the open guy. So. You kind of mentioned him a little earlier
0: and I was planning on getting to him. The only person who this list and this thinking doesn't really apply to would be Andrew Luck in recent memory, honestly, when we look at it. Because he went to a trash heap team with a turnstile offensive line. No receivers besides what was left of Reggie Wayne, kind of. No yeah. running backs and a defense of has-beens and never was. And he took him 11-5, three straight years, went to an AFC Championship game with Trent Richardson at running back at one point. Yeah, I mean... With Donald Brown, who Peyton Manning couldn't even get to work at running back at one point. With T.Y. Hilton, who hit... He, him and T.Y., he... Looking at it now, he kind of made T.Y. I hate to say it because T.Y. is really good, but... He was great with Andrew Luck. Without Andrew Luck, he's just kind of really... Pretty good. I think their connection
2: was something else to behold.
0: It was Um, like what Big Ben and AB kind of had for a while there, too. Like they had a connection, and Andrew had the screw it, TY down there somewhere kind of mentality where he also had a such good ball placement where it wasn't ty that try and teabag anyone is okay ty we're gonna give you a chance to adjust to the ball but you don't have to try and jump your five foot four self over another human being yeah you don't have to try to jump donovan people jones type level height people ever i like i don't need you to go up like julio jones i'm gonna drop this one in the damn garbage can like they the drills they do at those all 11 camps you're just gonna make sure you're in the right position to be that garbage can quote
2: unquote exactly and you know you, you talk about luck with that and Again, uh, what did he have going for him? Really, nothing other than Ty. Like it was, and Ty was late in his career too. Not even that first eleven and five run. Ty was the fourth receiver, really. Yeah, like
0: in the second one, Ty didn't explode till that Chiefs game in that playoffs. Where oh my God, Andrew Luck in his second year did that. Yeah, with Chuck Pagano and look at where who else can you even name that was on that team? Really, the head coach is currently the defensive coordinator with the Bears.
2: The offensive coordinator, we don't know where he's at. The quarterback, like what? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're just like, what is going on? And How did this happen? <laughs> and, and that's just, uh, that might be, you know, he's the one guy you look at that is like. He, he's the ultimate anomaly to this entire thing. Yeah. And I think the only one previous to him might have been Peyton. And, uh, even, like, and even that to some degree, not so much because at the time it was purely a system based thing. And honestly, he, he got lucky and found a, a coordinator and a head coach that would let him. Once- Tony
0: Dungy came in there, too. and was like, all right, well, you got Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. We gave you an entire squad.
2: Yeah, Do and your thing. Literally, and then it's like Peyton finally fig- like, telling them, like, look, guys, I know more than you do. Let me do it. Get to your spot, and you'll get the ball. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think those are probably the only two I can think of in my lifetime that are even remotely close to being able to handle – Not a curse of the top draft picks, but you see guys like Sam Darnold and Trevor Lawrence this upcoming year we worry about. He's looking at the Jets he's like, you know what? I can come back for one more year. The Giants, possibly. Anybody from the NFC East, really? Yeah. Yeah, at this point, it's – I mean, like, do you – if you're Trevor Lawrence, do you want to be like maybe a Jake Fromm who falls? Maybe not as bad as Jake Fromm did, but like a falls down and gets drafted by somebody like the Bills? He's looking – what he's looking at right
0: now is he's sitting there. He's like, huh. If I could just wait, maybe hold out a year, lose a little draft stock, and then the Saints in a couple years trade up, where I could go with Sean Payton and Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas when Drew Brees is gone, and they struggle that first year without Drew Brees because Jameis throws 87 picks, or they try to taste the middle of the quarterback and realize this was a terrible idea. Trevor Lawrence with that team, he could get – that's the Patty Mahomes treatment, really, because they yeah. trade up to get him because Patty's on the I, – I could feel the entire Chiefs' kingdom like, how dare you say Andrew Luck's the only one who could do that. Patty's God. Look, yeah. we Patty we. is – on the goat projection at a 90 degree angle going straight for it (laughs) however i don't if he goes to the bears like everyone said why didn't they draft patty there is no patty mahomes there is a guy in chicago who's athletic and makes some great plays but they're 10 and 6 regular it's a little it's better than when they had jake cutler obviously but it's not it's not mvp patty it's not super bowl champion patty he's able to do this because of coaching and because a system built around his i'm gonna say limitations but it's not an insult it's
2: Everyone has limitations, and your point is to avoid those limitations. He has a whole bunch of 99s across the board, and then he has one big zero, and it's reading defenses. and, and, I'll and give Andy him a, I'll Reed, give him a 50. And Andy Reid literally is like, okay, fine. We're going to put a cheetah out there. <laughs> we're going to put a man-made piece of stone as your tight end, and we're going to put a running back as your uh, slot receiver over there. And, and we're gonna have um, a track star on the other opposite end that's gonna run deep posts and nine routes. Yeah, and then we're gonna just have another fast guy who's Samuel yeah. He really Watkins. just returns punts, but he's gonna be out there for you somewhere. Oh, I was talking about Michael Hartman is the guy that runs those. I mean, that was going be the deep post and vertical. Yeah, rate. that's yeah. He, re- he returns punts. Okay, sometimes.
0: I, I was gonna say the other fast guy would be Sammy
2: Watkins, who is the slow oh, well, he's, guy. He's, he's this the running back. Point. Oh, so you just ignored Clyde Edwards Hilaire? <laughs> I'm just talking, I, at this point. I, I'm talking when he got drafted. When he got drafted, you're just looking at that and like. Andy Reid did what Andy Reid had to do. He got – you went – Patty went
0: to the best quarterback system, like quarterback situation of all time, arguably, when you look at it. Sitting behind Alex Smith for a couple games. Well, a full season. but yeah, yeah, 15 games. A full playoff season nonetheless, too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> if not, they're yeah. pretty damn close. Going to a team that was already a playoff team.
2: The AFC Championship, actually, yeah. that was They lost to the, the Patriots in the AFC Championship that year. That was the year, yeah. So, I, they, so, yeah, yeah. Alex Smith, again, to an AFC Championship with a guy – Behind him and Patty Mahomes. That. Actually, wait, was that the AFC I thought the AFC Championship game was two years before
0: that. Point is, they were going to an AFC perennial. They were in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> a perennial <laughs> the playoff. There's so many playoffs, we don't know which one is which. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. And he, they even said going into that year, I remember ESPN did a ranking, which, take this with a pile of salt if you want. I've just, they said top places, like top quarterback situations. This is before Patty's ever played a down. They said Chiefs were number two. Yeah. Before he ever played a down. Like, they... Nope. Number one being New England. Yeah, because New England. <laughs> <laughs> so that just kind of tells you what you need to know there is he's outstanding and he's on such a go projection. He's the best in the league now. And it's not even – well, it's close, but you know what I mean. Like he's outstanding. But at the same time, is he this – he's not this if he goes to those Bears, that Bears team where Matt Nagy is kind of nice, but he's – you don't
2: have the cheetah. You don't have Travis Kelsey. You don't yeah, you, you have a bunch of guys and you have a defense. Don't get me wrong. You have a better defense than hes I think he's ever had. He might still win a Super Bowl with that team. Well, but, maybe
0: not. But, like,
2: you're still a playoff team. With You're way better with him than Moth. We all agree yeah, on that. I, yeah, I definitely think they'll be better than they were with Moth. But I do think at the same time, like, you look at it and you're just like, you can't really be your gunslinger mentality in Chicago for many reasons, but mostly because you look at that team and they're not built the same. They're not coached the same. That offensive line is not going to protect you the same. Those receivers are not that fast. And you roll out and you do a no-look pass to a receiver and you miss him? You're not going to have Andy Reid over here snickering. No, you're going to have Matt Nagy over here turning bloodshot red, and you're going to have all these Chicago Bears fans throwing snowballs at you. I will say, though, Matt Nagy is a disciple of Andy Reid, so he might actually kind
0: of enjoy it as long as it works like one time. But at the same time, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation to try and say Patty would be Patty. I think he would be – I still think he'd be really good. They'd be a playoff team. They'd be way better than – Moth, like we mentioned. By the way, Moth is Mitch Trubisky. His name just auto-corrects to Moth whenever we send a text, so he yeah, is Moth. He's Moth now. And s- I think— Desha- Mothman prophecies. And since we're in that draft class, Deshaun Watson, the guy I thought the Bears should have taken, because I don't think he has—he was the kind of guy when you watch him play in college, you're like, all right, he can play in the NFL, just give him a chance. Ignore the fact that he's not very big, doesn't have a strong arm, and ran quite a bit. Just look at him as a playmaker who takes the snaps and can throw the ball. And I think he'd be just fine in Chicago. I think he'd, he'd be about the same because, I mean, Bill O'Brien's not
2: exactly the cream de la creme. Of. Yeah, I think I think a position wise, I think he might actually be better off if he went to Chicago than he did in Houston. Not oh, so much because of the weapons he'd have, but because of the offensive line and <laughs> the fact he doesn't have to deal with Bill O'Brien's
0: dummery. Exactly. I mean, he would definitely miss not having DeAndre Hopkins, who didn't make Deshaun, but boy, did he help Deshaun out a lot, especially the Clemson, Will Fuller, that sort of thing. Yeah. we have seen it right now. He is. He's well. He, the team yeah, is struggling, <laughs> but he's and he's having some pretty good moments here and there. But he's not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you, I mean, we see what happens when you got rid of Bill O'Brien, though. They win and a game. He, yeah, they win a game, and he goes off. On Brandon the game. Cooks goes off for one sixty. Like, so. we, although think about this: Deshaun Watson on those Kansas City Chiefs. You I, would I don't think you'd have as many stupid big plays because he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes' arm. Because no human ever alive really has that arm, besides Josh Allen, maybe. Yeah. But I think you'd have a lot of you you'd have. Kind of like what Bill O'Brien, the one time he did a clever play last year against the Patriots, he had DeAndre Hopkins take a snap and run a read option with Deshaun at running back. You'd see a lot of goofy stuff like that with Andy Reid and Deshaun Watson and just different ways of getting them the ball. They're just not as likely to be 75 yards down
2: the field. Absolutely, yeah. No, I don't, I, I definitely think – I look at it, though, and I, I will say I don't think they win a championship with Deshaun, but I do think you're right. I do think we're, we're looking at a top-tier team in the – I think – okay, if – if he goes to Kansas City, if Sean goes to Kansas City, I think they're in the position the Ravens are in currently. And as far as they're really, really good, they're just not yet that team. I will say if they get to the Super Bowl, I think Deshaun Watson could lead that
0: exact same comeback. He has that clutch factor, that ice in his veins. So if you can get into that same position that Patty won the Super Bowl, I think Deshaun could do the same thing for you. Maybe a little differently, he doesn't have that stupid long 70-yard
2: pass to Cheetah or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I don't think he does it three three straight – games in a row, though, to get to the championship. Like, yeah, He he beat the piss out of him <laughs> in the first quarter of that one.
0: Game, but yeah, he no, actually, I mean, he was
2: great for the first seven minutes. Yeah, we'll give him 15. But Okay, fair enough.
0: But we, the point rests like, it really <laughs> matters where you go unless you're – this is kind of the main point of the entire episode is it really matters where you get drafted to unless you're Andrew Luck. He's like – or a paid man. like, it, unless you're something completely different and you have just a little bit, like a smidgen of help, you
2: could take a mile with it yeah so it's yeah exactly and you know you summed up pretty well it's it's, it do you want to be a Dak Prescott this weekend withholding I God hope he actually gets better because that was awful or do you want to be a Baker Mayfield Marcus Mariota Jameis Winston well I maybe I'll leave Baker out of this because he is he shows flashes but not for uh, he's not what you want from a number one overall pick. Yeah, no. Right but do you do you want to be do you want to be a baker? Uh, not a baker, but a Marcus or a, or Jameis, or do you want to be a Russell, uh, Lamar, uh, you know Dak? Do you want to be one of those guys drafted in thirty two or later, or twenty three and later, and you, a playoff team is where you go to, or do you want to go to these new teams? You see, what this year exactly is is a really good example. You got Justin Herbert. In in LA, looking with the Chargers, who has a lot of weapons. They do have a bad offensive line, but it's not a turnstile offensive line. Yeah, that Burrow's got in Cincinnati exactly, and then you have Burrow, number one pick, who, by the way, him in and of itself is looking different right now. But you can see where this offensive line is going to be a trouble until it's fixed. But they're turning positive. They are turning positive a lot like the Bills were. They they look like a team that's
0: going to be good. They just clearly are not ready yet. And unfortunately, you're in a division with three playoff teams right now, like three of the top four or five teams in the AFC. Like, yeah. Even Andrew Luck, as good as we just said he was, if you put him in the division with New England and Peyton Manning's Broncos and like three other
2: teams, he's probably going to struggle a little bit more than he did early on. Exactly. So you know, if you're Trevor Lawrence or you're any of these quarterbacks coming out, these top draft picks, it's got to be a question you got to ask yourself, like. In this last year, do I want to perform like a number one pick, or maybe I sit out this season and take a break and finish in the second round? Yeah, you uh, lose out on some money on the front end, but I, w- I will say, even if he holds out, he's still going in the first round. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tre- okay, Trevor Lawrence is a different story, but I, I'm in just in theory. <laughs> yeah, in any future quarterback situation, um, you know, coming up, like. Not named Trevor Lawrence, really, because right now Trevor Lawrence dominates all quarterback conversations. He looks kind of like – he looks
0: like one of those guys in the Andrew Luck, maybe the Joe Burrow, the Peyton Manning type conversation. Yeah, he, he just looks special. and He I looks like he that is. 99 type overall grade, 99 out of 100 that they grade, and you
2: can't get 100 more or less. Exactly. But you it know, begs the question, what do you want as a – do you, do you want to pull – and then also if you pull a stunt like that, do you get dictated to be like Eli Manning who in and of himself – demanded demanded the chargers trade him to the giants smart man <laughs> yeah a oh, brilliant man at the time um brilliant but, now in hindsight <laughs> you know and you look at that and you're like and actually you look up side by side the stats they were pretty much like almost identical except for eli got two super bowls and phil probably threw more picks Yeah, honestly, exactly even though that you know both of them are pretty known for throwing picks <laughs> even though eli finished his career two straight years throwing picks but like do you want to get be known for that for your first couple of years of being that guy who demanded a trade like that guy who didn't want to go to a team in need like do you want to be that guy or do you want to protect yourself as an athlete which since we've talked about it, I'll kind of round this one out
0: with I run, we talked about Trevor Lawrence and Sam Darnold is kind of the focal points at, at parts of this episode if you're the Jets let's say you finish terrible and you're number one of our pick do you try and ride with Sam Darnold and then trade that pick for a king's ransom and actually give Sam Darnold something to work with after you of course fire Adam of Gates and get a competent coach which you should probably do that beforehand but same point or do you try and trade Sam Darnold and see if you can get maybe a one or another two or something and then just restart with Trevor
2: Lawrence? Yeah, that's – I mean I look at it and I'm uh, – your first, your first order of business if you're in New York is uh, 100% firing Adam Gase. Like that's, that's your first order of business, fire Adam Gase. Uh, I'd say second order of business maybe like, you know, figure out – I don't know, figure out what position you want to try to fill in free agency – and then you kind of dr- you ride by that. I think if they can fill some positions in free agency, get some receivers. But don't um, overpay for them. That's yeah, you don't – exactly. Don't, oh, don't don't kill yourself to get them. But, you know, get some young guys that – maybe some guys that have been in the league for four years that just they fell out of a contract. Like a Don Charles type of Zach Pascal. Just a guy who knows how to run routes. and can find an open spot in his own basically. Exactly. Someone that you're just going to be able to get open. And God forbid trades. Just one of these guys on defense that are you're paying way too much money for, and get him get get some protection for whoever the quarterback's going to be. I mean, this is going to be your first order of business, and I think once you're off season, once you your free agency like the first couple of weeks of free agency pass, then you decide. I think if you can get a couple of linemen, if you can get some receivers, I honestly say stick with Darnold and get him a competent coach. Uh, that's the most important thing. Is right. go get. And if you have that
0: young quarterback after you subjected him to Adam Gase, get him an offensive coach too. Go find a true offensive coach. Yeah. Not just a – obviously doesn't you do want defensive coach. There's nothing wrong with it. But, like, when you put him through this, get him an offensive coach that's going to basically put him in his arms and be like, yes, my child, and hold
2: him like the Lion King basically. Yeah, either do that or you get a defensive head coach who does not care about the offense in the way that he says, I'm going to get you an equally good offensive coordinator and he's going to be like a – Assistant head coach type level guy, and he's going to just run the offense. I'll run the defense, and or at least get somebody you could tell is going to be a true leader, like a, yeah. a like kind of what the the Broncos had the last season with Peyton, where they had John Fox and what's his name as co coordinators or co coaches, Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, Peyton Manning, but Gary Kubiak, was yeah, Gary idea. Kubiak and, and John Fox, and yeah. you know where it was just two guys who have head coaching experience who were really good as head coaches who just they handled their business. And, then, and didn't interfere with each other And weirdly enough for Gary Kubiak,
0: John Fox gets fired or leaves and goes to Chicago He gets to win a Super Bowl off Peyton Manning on that no-fly zone defense
2: So I mean it works out for everybody I Exactly, guess. so maybe maybe something like that for the Jets might work I just don't know what you can do really at this point Other than you gotta rebuild that that team first
0: I will say too, getting rid of Adam Gase is literally addition by subtraction Even if you just let Sam Darnold just coach I mean let him and the Ghost take over, it's fine yeah, And then you can't just draft Mekdi Becton and say, oh, we rebuilt the offensive line. And look at the – you have to kind of do what the Colts is like, all right, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. And then like adding – you have to add pieces after getting Ryan <laughs> yeah. Kelly. Like you have, to, you have to go in for it. Like the Patriots are the kind of exception, but they just draft really good offensive linemen. But they just, they don't let any holes. They don't have a whole lot of holes. If they have one hole, they fill it. One hole, they fill it. Yeah. On top of, as we mentioned, coaching. Outstanding coaching, brilliant coaching. Yeah, look at the Ravens; that offensive line is absolutely loaded.
2: The and Cowboys, for years, their offensive line was absolutely loaded. Like, and the one thing you know, you mentioned coaching for New England. Also, the thing with the coaching for them is it's kind of how they, they handled their own business and they don't interfere. Bill does not interfere with what Josh McDaniels doing on offense, unless he's screwing up. In which case, he says Josh. Get it together. I <laughs> think that's, that's it. He doesn't tell Josh how to coach offense. He tells Josh, here's what we need from the offense. Yeah, yeah, Find here, a way to make it happen. Here's what I need from you. I need you to hit this point total at least.
1: Boom.
0: We need to hold the ball this long, get this many first downs, and this time score this way, that sort of thing. Exactly. And, you know,
1: your ho- you defense
0: plays this way, so here's how you can beat them. Here's what we got to do.
2: Yeah, and it sounds it sounds really easy when we just say it like that. Like, that sounds like every head coach should be doing it, but – the sad fact is, so many head coaches don't understand delegation in the league. And you're like, you have these guys, these assistant coaches; they're there for a reason. Delegate them. Most of them could, a lot of them could be head coaches. I mean, we we'll just look. We could look at maybe not the Cowboys coordinators, for example. But like, I'd say Vic Fangio was longest for the longest time. Was kind of one of those guys that maybe he didn't get the credit he deserved. And
0: and then he goes to Denver, and he's I think a lot. If they could stay healthy, they were a playoff caliber team. We all thought so. Yeah. The, Frank Reich with the Eagles. Nobody wanted him. The Colts got him basically by default after Josh McDaniels at FU, and he's done pretty darn well. He's a little reckless with keeping these old people around like
2: Philip Rivers and Vinatieri when it's time for them to go. He likes a little gray in the beard, you know? Yeah, he's got a lot of gray in his beard. He, he, he has an issue letting go after Andrew Luck let him go. God, that still hurts all
0: Colts fans, you can tell. <laughs> got to feel bad for the guy. You show up, you have an 11, a 10-60 magical run with Andrew, you're ready to go for Super Bowls, and unfortunately the previous regime killed your franchise quarterback
2: yeah and and that's just the fear of this whole like that's kind of what we're getting to with this whole entire thing is i mean i'm tired of seeing these guys that are great athletes great quarterbacks like andrew luck in particular phase out after seven eight years in the league because of injury because he wasn't protected by his franchise because he his franchise took him and said yeah you make it's good
0: enough Let's like, take a risk and throw $40 million at Andre Johnson's ghost. Maybe not 40 but you get the point. Or, yeah. hey, the ghost of Frank Gore who's still churning, but he's not exactly someone you want to spend all
2: your free agency money on. And, you know, and uh, that's kind of where I know where we're at with it is, like, come on, guys. Like, let if they're not going to figure out we can do this, like, give us a shot. Like,
0: damn, I'm not asking for much, but, like. Come on, let me try. I mean, let me try
2: something. I can't be any worse than Adam Gase. That's literally all I can think. I blink. I'm just fine. I can do this. I, I can't be any worse than Freddie Kitchens. I can beat Freddie Kitchens in a coaching competition, in an eating competition, in a just living life competition, and beat him in everything. So you know, that's oh. how I feel about the situation. I just think you, you,
0: there's a lot of layers to it. I've never been a coach. I'm not going to pretend that I know how to head coach in the NFL. But I see this, and I see other people do this, and I'm like, it's yeah. supposed to be the ultimate copycat Lee. Why aren't we doing some better copycatting? Exactly. Did you guys learn nothing from what the Colts did to Andrew Luck, what the Texans are doing to Deshaun Watson, what the Jets are doing to Darnell? Exactly. It's – I would say what the Giants are doing to Daniel Jones, but that's actually a lot of Daniel Jones' fault. The way he Daniel Jones is helping himself. <laughs> when you fumble twenty nine times in seventeen games, that's kind of your fault too, and not in addition to the pace. Like they're yeah. not doing him a lot of favors, but they're doing him
2: more favors than a lot of other. And I will say, like you know, look at we didn't really talk much about him, but but Mitch, you know, we did mention him. I, he's one of those weird guys where I don't want to blame him, he, but was, at the same time. He should have never been a first round prospect. No, he was. He. I think he was a was a, a captive of the moment where you know everybody's like, oh, that's the coach, that's the coach that made Peyton Manning. Oh, let's. That's the next Peyton Manning. No, 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 no. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Oh, that was Daniel Jones with Duke. Was,
0: was it? I thought it was both of them. Pretty sure it was just Daniel Jones with Duke. Fair it's cut – Cutcliffe or however you say his damn name yeah okay yeah that was right but But still with Mitch he was the flavor of the month the same type of thing Yeah. because he only played 13 games right yeah one season if that and for some reason that he's like oh he's athletic he threw all this
2: he did all this with nobody he randomly got a flavor of the month and someone drank too much of the kool-aid look I've seen more quarterbacks phase in and out from college in season to season that were supposed to be top prospects going into college and to see it in the NFL you're just like guys look the vetting process already happened like they they made it through a full season of the nfl here's your top list of quarterbacks right here based off the how the team finished and here's their stats okay now you go through it and you're like okay option team option team option team they're out okay now okay maybe some of those option guys actually had good stats like all right pick them them that guy right there deshaun watson that guy's my number one pick why wasn't he a number one pick he won a championship and he did it in clutch moments against Alabama,
0: not just like any, not just a fluky one time. That, that,
2: that same season, he had four, or f- not including that championship, four or five game winning drives in that season alone. Not including the season before when he did it three times, or the season before that when he did it once. Or we're not even including the fact that he was almost a two time champion
0: if it wasn't for Alabama having their own magical run under the greatest dynasty in college football we've seen. Probably better than even Pete Carroll's Trojans.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you just look at this and you're just like, what do you guys do? I want to know what goes into coaches' minds when they draft these guys. Like, what do – what am I not seeing on a scouting report that's released to the public that they're seeing on their end on the same exact scouting report that's released to all the teams first? Like, what, is, what am I missing here? It's the same words. It's the same numbers. That guy has really, really bad throw under pressures. But that guy doesn't. And that guy gets picked first. What, what what are we doing here? I would say, like,
0: obviously, we're not perfect. We didn't call every single thing ever. I'm not getting – before Look, anyone starts commenting and throwing out, like, well, why don't you guys go do it if you know all the answers? A, I would love to do it, but that's not something that's that easy I can go apply for on LinkedIn. I tried. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Craigslist lied to me and just took my social security number. Yeah, that's but, why I'm doing this. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, obviously, there's some hits and misses. Nothing's perfect. But it seems like – they're missing on the obvious, and then randomly hitting on the magical. Like I didn't think Josh Allen was going to be this good. I saw him and saw Kyle Buller with maybe a quality starter that
2: can make plays, not MVP candidate in year three, three. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I mean, honestly, like I like like you said, you know, we haven't called anything. I, for one, personally thought Quincy Carter was going to be a great quarterback until well, Damn, we he wasn't. Back there. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like I've made bad calls many times throughout my sports watching history. But I will say this: I've made more right calls on quarterbacks than bad calls. And honestly, I think we'd have more right calls
0: if you put if the coaches actually saw that you grab a young quarterback. You need a quarterback. You need your "quote unquote" franchise leader, the guy who's going to lead your team. Why don't you do everything to help him instead of making him cut, try and cover your messes? Because how how many quarterbacks in the history of time could really cover other their other teams' messes by a whole lot and be a winning team? Peyton Manning, obviously. I mean, Tom Brady to a degree, like. Tom Brady, obviously, yeah, I can't take that away from him. But when you have Bill Belichick for 20 years, that helps, too. It's literally the GOATs. That is,
2: yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to go down the list. It's literally Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I don't know if you include Joe Montana. Yeah, I'd yeah, say I think, maybe even not Joe, but maybe Steve Young. Hey, and that,
0: that still had some damn good. I'm thinking of guys that drug nothing. John Elway had some a strong yeah. history. The, like, there's some GOATs and then there's Andrew Luck, like guys that we have seen like – oh i guess archie manning in a way too but they
2: never really won guys who won with what seemed to be certified trash yeah who i i i asked this question the other day and i still haven't come up with an answer when i look especially in recent memory at what andrew luck did with those colts can you name another quarterback in recent we'll go back to the 90s just 1990s forward have you seen a quarterback do what he did with less because I haven't. I literally have not seen a team, a guy take a team to 11-5 and five with less talent offensively, defensively. He had special teams talent. That's about it. The closest thing might
0: have been those 06-ish Patriots before they had the 07 Dynasty Randy Moss thing when they had Rache Caldwell. But that was a seasoned Tom Brady, and you still had a Bill Belichick defense and a Bill Belichick coaching staff and a Super Bowl Dynasty coaching
2: staff. You're two years from a Super Bowl win. Yeah. So even that's kind of a stretch. Yeah, and that's the shit. Like I mean that's we're we're looking at a thirty year gap here where we have not seen anybody do anything with what we, we I mean, we talk about him being exponential. We wish he I mean, I know you're a Colts fan, so it's definitely you know, you're a little a little biased on that, but I will say, from a standpoint of a non biased person, I'm right there with you. I wish he would have played another ten years.
0: And it goes right back to the point of this episode is teams. Sam Darnold's Jets all of them don't let that happen to you exactly. it seems so easy like I think there's a lot of quarterback talent even more so than we see actually producing on a week-to-week basis you just got to do something to help them out you can be a defensive
2: coach and still have
0: a high scoring offense it's yeah. very doable you yeah, just yeah. Get delegation your, and proper draft picks
2: get your ego out of the way don't be afraid to change your system kind of looking at you
0: John Gruden even though you're doing pretty well right now and you've done some pretty good jobs quit switching out your personnel every single play you're making it harder for Derek Carr when you let him air it out like you did against the Chiefs you can score 40 and don't trade a Khalil Mack ever yeah that is kind of one thing like when you look at the
2: Raiders like man they could really use a pass rush gee oh man it's only they had a hall of fame bound end to just handle this pass rush only if you were number 52 and had just led the league in pressures on a quarterback huh who could that have been and when most importantly don't take your best
0: players when you have a certain deep skill set like a deep position group don't always take them off the field you have three to four really good receivers don't run four tight end sets don't throw tight end screens to Jason Witten
2: you're, you're not you're not helping Derek Carr with that first of all Jason Witten can't run four yards so it's not a good idea anyways but yeah that's all of that is bad so you know it, yeah exactly I mean Capping off this episode, team, stop screwing up. If you want to screw up, give us a call first and let us know what you're planning on doing because we'll give you the right answer. I promise you. And if it's the wrong answer, what are you going to do? Not pay us? Don't worry. We weren't getting paid to begin with. That's one way to look at it. But
0: basically, <laughs> long story short, this one got a little bit longer than we thought because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to quarterbacks you have a young quarterback or you are drafting one or you want to build build around him help the guy out don't expect him to andrew luck or Peyton manny or tom brady you to and cover all your faults build around him see what he does well emphasize that protect his weaknesses it seems so simple exactly and don't one offensive lineman does not fix an entire offensive line draft you should get multiple because you can never have too many of them especially when they're constantly banging into other 300 pound men and are likely to eventually shatter because humans are not built to do that
2: no humans are not built to, to handle 35 mile power car crashes every play humans aren't meant to play football but here we are yeah but in some other news though guys before we end this episode completely we do have to have some have some great news for you guys uh, we did just recently come to an agreement to join a new sports network of podcasts we'll be joining the unhinged sports podcast or sports network starting next week so that is for those that are keeping count because i know so many of you are mom uh that would be october 22nd so thursday october 22nd will be our first episode with them and we will be taking over around the 1 p.m mark on their network and then we will be releasing all our episodes back onto anchor afterwards uh but that will be going for the near future so you know we hope to see you guys there at the new the new showing for the network and um yeah guys as always thanks for tuning in